Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we surviving, survive, yeah. Wherever we at, it's the 205 at his black. Doing one of that thing, WWA. Yo, it's 205 Live, let's get it, baby. Supernova 11, no M dog. Get well soon. I was actually looking forward to uh, the match that No M Dog was gonna have tonight against the Cruiserweight Champion, the Juggernaut, Buddy Murphy. But um, apparently, No M Dog isn't cleared to compete, as per Drake Maverick telling the uh, story as to everything that's gonna take place tonight on 205 Live. But apparently, um, yeah. We're not going to have that match, but luckily for us, we've got the king of the ropes, Grand Metalik, stepping in. And we all know that Grand Metalik could uh, win at any time. Now, this match isn't necessarily under the house rules, but that's fine. It's um, it's how it is. I'm not worried, you know, about um how, you know, the rules were. Because clearly, uh, again, Roy acknowledged everything and... um. When I, I don't know if we're going to get any more Lucha House Rules matches for at least a couple of weeks. But either way, we're going to have that one-on-one -on -one match, which is very cool. We know that the uh, Cruiserweight Champion has uh, suffered a loss in that big tag team match a couple of weeks back. And, you know, leading into TLC, he uh, doesn't have much momentum on his side for right now. So maybe later on tonight, we could see him get some of that momentum back. It's hopeful. But at the same time, it would be nice to see the King of the Ropes pick up a win over the King, um, excuse me, over the Cruiserweight Champion. Oh, and then rushing directly into our main event, we're going to have the premier athlete, Tony Nese, who delivered the best promo I've seen in a while on 205 Live, taking on the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship next in line, in my opinion. Uh, to hold the championship is my opinion. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Don't sleep on a juggernaut. Uh, but he's taking on Cedric Alexander. Uh, it's going to be a great match. But I, am, I already know because both of these guys have a long-standing history dating way back. And um, listen, Tony Nese has something to prove. Cedric Alexander has something to prove. You know... Tony Nese has already picked up a victory over him right after uh, Cedric took that loss to uh, Buddy Murphy to lose the Cruiserweight Championship all the way back in Melbourne at Super Showdown. So leading into TLC this Sunday, uh, just like uh, DMGM said, it's a very small margin of error for both. They don't really have room for mistakes, and I know that... Uh, Cedric heard that promo, and, you know, you go back to last week's episode on the network, you know, these guys are well aware of what stakes uh, are laid and what needs to take place in order to keep the momentum on their sides. So this is uh, these are two matches that we have lined up. I know in between is going to be some uh, highly intriguing uh, things to take place, and y'all know that's what I'm here for, to give you some in-depth analysis. Uh, do my best to uh, look at every detail and see exactly what uh, what is being said and shared with the WWE universe regarding the 205 Live product. So let's uh let's, let's cut the jabba jabba for now and get into the show. 205, 205, 205, 205, 205. 
Alright. Talk about it. Bring the fuck right back to this two five. This two five. Alright, so the match started off with some uh, uh feeling out. Buddy Murphy got Grand Metal League into the turnbuckle corner and uh, you know, gave him a quick push, gave him a mush or a slap to the face. And then the match began for real. They went back and forth. There was a couple counters, a couple reversals. Grandmother Malik was tossed into the ropes and he did the little uh, the back flip. I don't call it a springboard, but a little, little flip thing off the ropes. His feet was up top. And then he came back. But Buddy Murphy thought he had him scouted. Went for a trip. He was going to go for a seeming chop block or something like that. Grandmother Malik back flipped over it. He was able to send him out the ropes shortly after and then hit like a the, you know, hit the outside front flip senton over the top. And then, uh, you know, there's another big spot where uh, he was, by the time everybody was outside of the ring, Buddy Murphy went to, I guess, grab some air and grab, get some space in between him and Metal League. And Grand Metal League went across the barricade. Big Joseph said, uh, he's not only the king of the ropes, he's the king of the barricade because you see Grand Metal League get up on the barricade from fairly far away from Grand Ma from uh, the Cruiserweight champion and balanced himself, walked all the way over. And once he got to the uh, edge over by the timekeeper's area where they ring the bell, he, uh, Hit him with a Hurricane Rana. Now, we do remember last week he hit a really big Hurricane Rana. It was not only the move of the match. I will call it at this point the move of the night because uh, even though other things did stand out, that was a great there was a great spot, in my opinion, the way he jumped over the rope and uh, hit a Hurricane Rana while the person was on the apron. It was, I think it was TJP while they win that Tornado Tag Match. Awesome. Go back and watch it or go back and listen to my previous 205 Live video to find that spot because it was really, really big. Either way, what we're up to so far, uh, Grand Metal League went to the top ropes while both of these men are back in the ring. And he was uh, going for some sort of a, what seemed to look like a blockbuster or something like that. But the Cruiserweight Champion had the strength and power enough to grab him out of midair and hold him in vertical suplex position and then proceeded to hit him with a running vertical suplex. It was very impactful. It looked awesome. And uh, let's continue this match because these guys are definitely going in. I was very close to begin saying that the Cruiserweight Champion was uh, starting to pick up momentum for himself and begin to dominate the match. He was going after Grand Metal League's uh, left arm. It was It's taped up. I guess it's not necessarily injured, but it definitely seems to have been bothering him. So whilst Buddy Murphy was getting on top of that and then tossing him over the ropes after earlier unceremoniously dumping him out of the ring, you know, uh, he had him on the apron toward the ramp and stepped up on the bottom rope and picked him up. But fortunately for Metalik, he was able to uh, gain some ground, punched him pushed him to the middle of the ring and then hit a springboard cross body. This is uh this match is turning up and Grand Metal League does not have any quit in him. Next spots while uh Metal League is uh gaining some momentum with some like f some complete front palm chops and he in the corner turnbuckle he's getting offense he's, he tries to go for the Metal League driver to take advantage of all the momentum and uh, Buddy Murphy is able to uh, get a couple more reversals in. He hits him with uh, with one of his well-known combinations where he like 
knees you to the gut, knees you to the face, and it stomps on your foot. But uh, Metalik was able to move out of the way before that last strike, send him into the ropes, try to pick him up again. And uh, Murphy was able to get out of the way and hit him with a jumping knee. Then M Murphy runs into the ropes and goes for something huge, but Metalik reverses it and is able to hit that Metalik driver, which is a modified version of the Michinoku driver from years ago with uh, Taka Michinoku and Kayenta. Remember uh, SmackDown number one announcer Funaki next to uh, only only beaten out by Michael Cole, but that's off topic. Uh, he hits the Metal League driver, which is like the spinning version of the Michinoku driver, but one, two, and a kick out. All right, so seemingly Birdie Murphy's out. He uh, is he's lifeless, looking like, uh, how did the commentary say it? The commentary team said it looked like dead weight to Grand Metal League after uh, that huge uh, Metal League driver. But to everyone's surprise, uh, Metalik began to go to the top ropes. He was looking for uh, some sort of, I'm guessing, finishing maneuver or maybe a moonsault, but he stepped over the ropes, meaning he wasn't going for a moonsault, so we didn't know what was going to take place. Murphy was able to roll to the ring apron and um, pull him down, and once they got, well, well not pull him down, pardon me, Grand Metalik got down to chase him down outside of the ring, and Buddy Murphy slams him into the announce table. Then lifts him up for a backdrop onto the ring apron. And pushes him back into the ring. So as Metalik is attempting to get up from those two devastating maneuvers. Go and watch it yourself. What happened was Murphy went up to the next uh, top rope over. And lands a Meteora which could have potentially put the, put away the match. But, of course, it's a one-two and a kick-out. Both of these men are, like I said earlier, they're going completely inside of their bag of tricks to uh, pull out a victory here. They're both proving something. Uh, I think Nigel McGinnis was the one that said that Buddy Murphy has already proven something to be able to kick out of the Metal League driver, which, you know, it really did look, it was a two-and-three-quarters type of thing, two-and-five-sixths even. You know, it was uh, really, really, really close. So for these men to continue kicking out of these devastating maneuvers only speaks to how much a win would mean to both of them. And uh, how can we say how much a loss would mean to the Cruiserweight champion in this situation? So Grand Metalik kicks out of the Meteora and uh, so begins another string of very high-impact moves. Uh, both of these men are very tired. It's... It gives to the tenacity that they're both showing to continue going. It's it's really bananas. It's really fast-paced. Most exciting hour on television. And Murphy is trying to uh, pick him up, hoist him up, as commentary said. And uh, he's going for another suplex or something of the sort. Metalik is able to get out of that and basically get to the ropes. Buddy Murphy was attempting to do some sort of like uh, pull down, but realized that wasn't going to work. And he was going to go for one of his uh, patented kicks while the person is on the second rope. I'm pretty sure we all might know. I'll try to uh, paint this out. He goes for a super kick of sorts while the person is still on the second rope in between their legs and kicks them, kicks them directly in the face. Uh, Metalik was able to see that coming and kicks 
uh, Murphy in the face, flooring him, and he goes for a moonsault, which of course gets reversed by the, the excuse me the cruiserweight champion, and you know kicks him in the face, and Murphy uh it, it's like I said it's just bananas. Murphy's able to kick him in the face, and Buddy Murphy was able to hit him with a giant sit down power bomb. It was completely bananas. He only got the two count, but again, these men are really leaving it all in the ring, and this is just our opening match on the show, so who knows who's going to win this now. I'm pretty sure the Cruiserweight Champion is not trying to lose, but we could not take anything away from Grand Metal League right now, even though the momentum is not quite on his side. Alright, so both of these guys are back on their feet, essentially, but Grand Metal League, again, doesn't have the momentum on his side. We see Buddy Murphy attempt to go for his uh, signature maneuver to finish and move Murphy's law, but uh, Grandma League was able to reverse out of that. He ran to the ropes, tried to hit a springboard back elbow, but Medley, um, excuse me, but the cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy was able to uh, scout that, caught him from behind, and lifted him up for the Murphy's law, which ends the match in a one-two-three victory. Uh, Buddy Murphy's cruiserweight champion. Uh, gets the momentum seemingly in his favor we have to see how the main event goes but this was one of those uh matches that you would definitely have to see for yourself if it at all intrigued you because it was quite the story told both of these men didn't necessarily show any signs of giving up their resilience was completely on display and i definitely could appreciate that match buddy murphy wins let's see what comes up next all right so we cut backstage and um, we have uh, Tozawa and the man with a plan, Brian Kendrick, is standing there. And um, Tozawa fixes the man's collar. It's very cool. You know, we saw Brian Kendrick turn around because he, I guess, still on a, in a, in a form of defensiveness. But uh, we, he you know, recognized what was going on and thanked him. He even called him pal. You can see that Brian Kendrick is really a, uh, changed his attitude as of late and I can definitely appreciate that I think that's really cool so Drake Maverick the general manager comes in and he speaks to him about how they're gonna have a cruiserweight cha well, excuse me woo, cruiserweight championship match I wish but no um they're gonna have this uh, tag team match coming up next week against Drew Gulak and gentleman Jack Gallagher and it's going to be a street fight. Those are going to be the rules. So, essentially, the rules are tossed directly out of the window. And he wants to gauge their reaction uh, to that. So, it's a fairly nonchalant response from D. Brian Kendrick. He's not really worried about it. They would like to do it. Uh, general, general manager uh, spoke on how it was uh, fairly ironic because back in 2017, Akira Tozawa and D. Brian Kendrick went at it in a street fight. I would highly recommend you go back and find that on the WWE Network. If you haven't gotten it yet, you could definitely go subscribe now and get TLC for free. If you're a new subscriber, it would be wise. And if you have decided to uh, not have the WWE Network anymore, let's say you're not a new subscriber, I would highly recommend you come back because not only are we going to get the Cruiserweight Championship match uh, between Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander, we're going to get the uh, 
mixed match challenge finals. That's these are two huge things. Whether or not they're on the kickoff show uh, remains to be seen. But either way, we do know that the kickoff show is a completely separate entity. So I would highly recommend you watch it anyway. And on top of that, just to speak on the kickoff shows, these guys are giving a great analysis on the product, uh, just like I attempt to do. But they're really uh, speaking on uh, just how much uh, these matches mean and they give you a full recap as to what's been taking place for the entire month leading up to the big event so that's a huge thing coming up and that was pretty much the end of the segment outside of the Brian Kendrick sharing with DMGM that he is essentially a changed man and he uh, at a time was manipulating people in the name of uh, being spiteful that he had his dreams taken away from him a few times. And we all know the Brian Kendrick story with uh, him coming back around after a while and retooling and revamping himself. And it seemed like a very genuine and heartfelt uh, declaration that he is, again, a changed man, a new man, and he has the only uh, vision to lift up this brand in 205 Live and make uh, the WWE, of course, the most entertaining hours of the week that we do have outside of our regularly scheduled lives. I believe him. I think he's a great superstar in the ring. If we go outside of the ring and you look into what uh, Brian Kendrick does, uh, for certain superstars, he's a great guy. I know he's a man of charity. I know he's a well-traveled man, and it's a, it's a million things that he does for superstars. You could even go as far. You got a girlfriend. Watch some Total Divas with her, because then you'll really learn about the type of things that he's into regarding uh, helping out a lot of the female superstars. Pardon the noise in the background, but either way, uh, wow. I guess it's a real emergency because either uh, I'm bugging or somebody's, uh, you know, bugging out because Akira Tozawa came through and agreed with him and said, yes, he has changed, but he looks the same. So apparently these guys are going to get into some form of a change. And uh, Brian Kendrick is uh, seemingly willing to go through whatever change Tozawa has for him, which... Uh, ends the segment outside of Tozawa coming back and uh, reminding the MGM that he lost the tag team championships on Raw this week which you can go back and catch my review on and my recap is uh is crazy I'm not gonna get into too much but Drake Maverick did uh seem to be having too much fun trying to uh imitate Bobby Roode, but we're not going to get into that. Do you know why? Because we're going to respect Drake Maverick, and I spoke on this weeks ago. Go back and find it. Urine jokes are so unnecessary. It's like so last month, so Survivor Series. Let's move on because these guys are going to have a street fight coming up next week on 205 Live against Drew Gulak and gentleman Jack Gallagher. All right, and then we switch to a selfie promo between uh, gentleman Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak regarding the street fight that they're going to have next week against Akira Tozawa and D. Brian Kendrick, 
with Drew Gulak is basically saying that they weren't attacking Ryan Kendrick in the name of humiliating him. They just wanted him to recognize the error in his way. Even Brian Kendrick spoke on how they like uh, beat some of the sense into him with uh, just how much he wasn't on the right track. But again, Brian Kendrick looks like he's on the uh, road to uh, lifting up the brand because I would say he's uh, done a fair uh, level of redemption and it will continue, I'm assuming, you know, so. You know, next week, they're going to have the street fight, and Drew Gulak goes on to speak about how they can do whatever they want. So that's directly up their alley. There's no telling how far these guys are going to go. We've already seen how aggressive Drew Gulak can be, and we all know that gentleman Jack Gallagher is uh, just a name because the uh, <laughs> he's a violent man. Very obvious. So next week, we got that street fight coming up. Who's going to take it? Is it going to be Akira Tozawa and Brian Kendrick? And, you know, with the new attitudes? Or is it going to be Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Andrew Gulak going for a better 205 Live? Only way we're going to find out is next week if we tune in. I'll be here. Will you? Wait a minute. Next week, we're going to have the return to 205 Live. That's right. 24-year-old piece of gold. Coming back home to, to grace the WWE universe with his presence, the 205 Live universe. It's going to be Leo Rush. She coming on home. Man of the hour is going to say what's up to everybody. Hopefully, we, we get to see him in a little bit of action. But, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to do that because, I mean, it's just already good enough to see him. Didn't you see him pick up his win on Raw this week? Hey. That's a week of the faces, so we can't really say too, too much. But either way, I'm very excited about seeing Again, the man of the hour, 24-year-old piece of gold, man to collect. He coming back to collect some cheers from the 205 Live universe, sub-universe, part of the cosmos. It's all WWE universe. So beyond that, we um we segue over into a, a backstage interview segment being held by the lovely Kayla Braxton. She's actually speaking to Aria Davari. You know, he was out for the past seven months. I didn't quite know. I know he was injured, but it turns out he was out with an injury. She asks him about, uh, you know, his return and, you know, what's pretty much going on in his head and how's things are. How's everything going? Uh, Ari Davari speaks on how he was out for seven months with the injured neck and how um, since well, while he was uh, down with that injury, he was looking at how all of the superstars were really just uh, doing the flashy bit with uh, dressing up like their favorite superheroes and uh, retweeting compliments on Twitter and such like that. And uh, I think that it's been some very high-octane action, but I'm not here to disagree with the man. He spoke on how he wanted to bring some of the fight back to 205 Live because while he sat down, he, he was angry about it all. And one of the few men left in the cruiserweight division that actually do bring that aggressive in-ring ability would be Hideo Itami. And guess who shows up? That's right. None other than Hideo Itami. And guess I, I guess Hideo Itami really enjoyed how that match took place last week on 205 between... Uh, Aria Davari and uh, 
Clay, something Clay Clay Roberts, I believe his name was. So he was. Uh, he told him, "Hey, I saw your match. And it was very very good. Popped his collar and kept it moving." Hey, these guys. Uh, I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing a very very cool future for the both of them. And hopefully we get to see them in maybe some tag team action. I would even throw out a dream match. Now, I know we're going to get our street fight next week between Gentleman Jack Gallagher and D. Brian Kendrick taking on, uh, oh, excuse me, Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak taking on D. Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. But I would like to see Gentleman Jack and Drew Gulak go at it and go at it with these guys. But just bad guy against bad guy, you know, it's not necessarily a thing that should be seen and I don't want to see these guys act like good guys especially when their attitudes right now are just uh, through the roof concerning how they feel about 205 in general you know both teams uh, just in both teams as individuals you know I guess they're not really uh, the high-flying types they're more into the gritty uh, aggressive uh, savage fighting styles so I mean it could be something that we see down the line but it's all right it's all right either way I believe it's time for our main event between the premier athlete Tony Nese and Cedric Alexander so let's head on into it so we know that Cedric Alexander is a little bit more the hot flyer outside I mean as opposed to Tony Nese being able to go high but he decides to be more of a a mad based technician more of a a brawler inside of the ring and um the best way to describe this match is just uh quick with it they start out at a fast pace there it's even a couple of pose downs just to show look i got your upper hand cedric alexander was able to get the first real upper hand tony needs to deliver the elbow to him but you know said was able to get him down after that and send him out the ring to go for uh you know senton you know front flip type senton outside of the ropes tony since tony knees back inside he goes for another springboard but is met with an open palm strike type uppercut and that stops his momentum automatically so the brawler side of tony knees has been showing and you know he's a heel so he's a little bit more into using like uh some would call it underhanded tactics i mean open palm strikes because he did hit Cedric Alexander after a couple of more uh, quick moves to begin picking up the pace. He hit Cedric in the throat with the open palm strike. That was a little messed up. And then proceeded to do like a running, uh, I don't know what to call it, but he ran with them with the back of his head. Seemed like he was going for some sort of bulldog into the ropes. But no, he jumps over the ropes and leaves Cedric's throat hung up on the top rope. He goes in one night. So now Cedric is down. Tony Nese outside of the ring, jumps up to the apron, goes over the top and hits a springboard moonsault from the second rope. It, it was, it looked awesome, but we got a one-two kick out. So for a while now, Tony Nese has had the upper hand. The momentum has definitely been on his side after that springboard moonsault. A couple more strikes, uh, a couple more attempted reversals from said, but it didn't really work out in his favor. He ran into a giant clothesline, and which uh, made him flip. Up, he did a backflip, but he was going forward. It, it looked impactful. It looked like it really did hurt. And uh, Tony Nese continued to try to stay on top of him, sit them over the top rope to uh, the apron, 
But Cedric had the wherewithal to reverse. He kicked him in the face after uh, lackadaisical coverage after, you know, after the send over the top rope. And that gave Ced the opening and gave enough room for a flatliner. So the flatliner wasn't really going to happen, let's be mindful, because Cedric went to the top rope. He was going for another springboard, but actually he was uh, baiting out the Premier Athlete because Premier went for uh, that open palm strike again. It was in the same spot, but apparently he went to the well one too many times and got caught with that flatliner. With that, I believe he kicks out at two, but uh, Cedric Alexander getting the momentum on his side, ran to the turnbuckle, Nice chased after him, and got hit with a drop kick, which put Tony Nice onto the second turnbuckle. And uh, said jumps out of the ring and runs and kicks the, uh, uh, the, the thing that's holding the turnbuckles together, which, uh, you know, definitely uh, hits it, the impact, I guess. It really hurts uh, Tony Nice's face, falls backwards. Said goes for what he was going for in the opposite corner. He hit a springboard clothesline and went for, uh, you know, the cover. And it was one, two, and a kick out. You can see the fatigue starting to set it on both of them. They start uh, uh, sending out moves that don't look like they would have had. They don't look like they would have had, would have as much impact if they were to even land. Tony Nese went for a couple of, went for a knee lift. It worked out on him, hit him in the knee with a gut. Tried to trip, but Cedric was able to jump over it. I mean, his elbow pad is off. You can see the intensity, but both of these guys are getting uh, worn out. They're trying. Cedric Alexander hit a move and tried to go for a cover again, and it. You know, Tony Nese was able to kick out of that. And, you know, Cedric is now starting to get a little frustrated with what he has to do to put away Tony Nese for good in this match. I'm not really too sure of how uh, Cedric Alexander is going to pull out this win. And maybe he'll be able to do something. But it doesn't look like either one of these men are going to give up. Right now, of course, Cedric Alexander does have the momentum on his side. But honestly, at this point in the match, it's anyone's game. Man, it's like I said, it was the fatigue set in. Cedric Alexander went for a neuralizer, you know, he hits the back spring off the ropes and then tries to go for the kick, but then when he jumps, Tony Nese is able to catch him, but the momentum and the fatigue, both of these guys just fell out. Now, even though he didn't get all of that slam, it definitely did take uh, the wind out of both of them for a moment. Tony Nese was able to get up and send Cedric Alexander out of the ring after a few more uh, reversals. and hit like a, I, I don't even remember what Nigel McGinnis called it. He said something like a Busby bump or something like that. But either way, it was a, a front flip area. It turned into a back flip of, of sorts. Landed on Cedric out of the ring, well, outside of the ring. He sends Cedric back inside. He's laid out. He goes up top for a 450 splash and misses. And Cedric is able to take full advantage of that. He tries to go for like a roll up, but no, no. Tony Nese because he knows him so well. Both of these superstars very familiar with each other. When he goes for the quick roll-up pin, Tony Nese uh, shifted his weight downwards, so he had Cedric Alexander's uh, shoulder to, shoulders to the mat, but he gets a kick out at two. Cedric Alexander after that goes for a uh, you know, lumbar check, trying to put it away. Tony Nese had it scouted. He uh, went up, but was able to get out of Cedric Alexander's uh, grasp. And said when he decided to go down, he ended up having to just take a, a bump by himself. Tony Nese was uh, able to try to get some form of offense, but it was reversed by Cedric Alexander, which gave him the opening foot in the neuralizer. 
And then that led into, that's right, that good old Lombard check, which only one person is kicked out of, that person being his opponent on Sunday at TLC, streaming on the WWE Network, Buddy Murphy. And uh, unfortunately for Nice, that wasn't the case for him. He uh, succumbed to it. It was a 1-2-3 victory by the, set of, by the, uh, by the uh, cruiserweight contender, being Cedric Alexander. The premier athlete put up great, a great, great fight. But all in all, both of these men have won the match. Both men that are going to be in the cruiserweight championship match this Sunday at TLC won both of their respective matches tonight on 205. And uh, both of them have the momentum going in. So it really begs the question, who's going to have? what it takes to uh, either retain or become new cruiserweight champion. I really don't know, but I definitely am anticipating it. I try to calm myself down when I uh, come and record this because I don't want to uh, be screaming into the microphone like Nia Jax, but it's definitely that type of feeling and energy. I think you guys should totally go and watch this match. It was quite the main event between Tony Nese and Cedric Alexander. Take nothing away from Tony Nese at all in his loss or defeat, only because he showed yet again that he is totally capable of being able to carry through a big match with high stakes on the line. All in all, Cedric got the one, two, three. Shouts to Ced, I hope he wins it. And uh, that's seemingly the 205 live well the most recent installment of 205 live i can't wait till next week because we do have that street fight coming up and i want to see what's going to take place between the character's hour excuse me not a character's hour his name is aria davari pardon me and hideo itami it's going to be awesome and i know we still probably have the closing segment to go into so let's see what takes place after the main event Right. Wait a minute. Took the took took the belt off. Oh, they going at it. They scrapping. Get a ref in there, man. Ref, break it up. Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network. Man, oh man, what a match. 
What a what a ending segment, and all in all, what a show. Two or five live. That was that. Um, I'm really anticipating how that story is told between those two gentlemen, because it's very clear that they couldn't even uh, keep their hands off of each other as far as you know this this little rivalry goes. It's very exciting to see how much the Cruiserweight Championship means to these guys. I, I know you guys are feeling the same way as I am about it. I might seem composed, but inside it is a bunch of uh, fireworks. I, I have goosebumps in a way. I'm trying, I guess I'm trying to keep myself uh, maintained and calm because it's, uh, it's just unnecessary for me to scream in this environment, but I'm definitely ready for it. I hope you're ready for it. Sunday, TLC, Cruiserweight Championship, WWE Championship, Women's Championship, Tag Team Championship. I would even, it's Intercontinental Championship. The only championship not being defended is Shinsuke Swag America's uh, United States Championship, but he hasn't found any uh, worthy competition, says him. We'll find out how the rest of that takes place. But either way, ensure you guys tune in. Streaming live on the WWE Network, I believe, is going to start uh, 7 Eastern. So, uh, what's that, maybe 4 Pacific? Tune in. You will not be sorry. This is Blake, Podcast in the Shadows. Thanks to Budios. Thanks to the Marine Six. Thanks to K Jewelers. And thanks to the Mattel WWE Best of Attitude Ever Action Figures. Go get the collection. Christmas is coming. And do me a very, very, very solid favor in telling your friends to download the Anchor app. Shouts to all of the podcasters that are listening in, and shouts to anybody that decides to share this and get their people to download the Anchor app because you know exactly how much content is here, and we should most definitely make get this app up there amongst the other ones because more people need to listen in and be able to get this awesome information the in-depth analysis into the wwe product amongst a myriad of other things so like i said this is blake podcast in the shadows i will catch you guys at tlc maybe a discussion uh podcast maybe 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 a you know uh a quick analysis into what we're going to be going for maybe even predictions i'm not really too sure it depends on how i feel one of the guys uh, might uh, end up uh, promoting with them just to uh, give a little bit more hype to the show coming up on sunday so i'll talk to you guys very soon peace <laughs>